0: So how? On God's gray Earth did this.
1: There I was completely wasting out of working down All inside it's so frustrating to
0: And this
1: Benin, after to.
0: This whole
1: life, I'm gonna live it up. I'm taking fighting that's it, I'll never get it up Same Town I'll be gonna kinda
0: go. Of Become this.
2: there, you're listening to Detours and Outliers, the podcast where we take a closer look at that one album in the artist's discography that stands out like a sore thumb. It may be their best album, it may be their worst album, but either way, it's that one album where the artist was so preoccupied with whether or not they could, they didn't stop to think if they should. This week is the uh, first week of August Merry Month of Metal... (laughs) <laughs> so we will be doing metal albums all month. And um, for our, this week on the panel, we have Matthew Marr,
3: Logan Renard,
2: and my name's Scott Livingston. And we have a returning guest on the show, uh, Mike Monroe. Say hello to everyone. Hello, everyone. Indeed. Um, since he had to suffer through metal machine music last time, <laughs> we, uh, we let him pick the, uh, the album this time around. And it's, um, well, it's at least music. And it's definitely metal, so um, I guess we'll start there. We're doing 1990s Judas Priest album "Painkiller." So, for those who are less familiar with the um, subtle distinctions between various subgenres of metal, how is this heavy metal different from the heavy metal that Judas Priest normally procures for us? Wow, that's a, that's a really good question because the record before it was
4: classified as speed metal. Which I always thought was kind of a cheesy I guess like diet thrash.
2: There you, you know, go. <laughs> you
4: know what I mean? Like Um But I thought this album was actually more than that. This was their first heavy record, like for sure. Like everything before that, even the like new wave of British heavy metal stuff that they were involved in, it was pop. Like this is their first heavy album.
3: I, I think it's important to think of um Judas Priest as kind of having a an aerosmith like arc to their career where there's a real there's an early I mean it's even pre-Iron Maiden sounding kind of rock. And it's hard rock. Right. Like earlier on, they were hard rock. And if any of their albums is really a, a line in the sand, they're metal from here on out. But they they kind of had an, an early career and then languished into some uh, too slick production pop, you know, yeah. horrible, almost disco-y shit sometimes. and uh, And then came back, you know, this, is, this was definitely their, uh, we are a metal band statement. And uh, it's, it's interesting that it contains all the tricks of the, t- it's, it's definitely, it sounds uh, Iron Maiden-ish. It sounds Slayer-ish. It sounds like a Racer X album. Right. Boy, does it sound like a Racer X album. And uh, it's, and there's, there's a couple songs that have these very like Ingvay kind of like, look, I can do that too. Right. sort of playing from i think glenn and I, I think it's it's them saying that we can do we've been around a long time and we can do all the shit that the kids think is is new and cool we can do that too well and, and heavy met something different
0: in the 70s than it you know sort of became in the 80s you know so I, you know like heavy metal was was it was barely a genre you know yeah. in you know in the 70s and didn't they start like around 68 or 69 or something like this so they're they're right in that that same boat yes. of, of british heavy rock that was emerging at the time you know you had you know, led zeppelin you had um you black, know, sabbath. black sabbath right right and and i think that uh, um when um the kind of new wave of metal took off in the early 80s they got they kind of got swept up in all of that and and um you know, for good or for ill, I would say for ill, the eighties also generated an awful lot of things that were called heavy metal that, that, um,
3: had fingerless lace gloves on.
0: Exactly. That had almost no heaviness whatsoever. The only, the only thing that was heavy about it was, uh, you know, loud distorted guitars. Right. Um, but, um, but, um, but, uh, just from my, my own, my own kind of experience, I, I remember, uh, uh, you know, I remember being, a. a uh, you know, a teenager perhaps, you know, pretty young actually. And uh, a, a buddy of mine had, had a, had a album and what, what, what was on it? Um, um, breaking the law or something, <laughs> something like this, you know, and I was like, yeah, this stuff is pretty cool living after midnight, you know, it's like, I liked it. And then, um, I think it was through one of those record clubs. I, I got, um, screaming for vengeance <laughs> and, and, uh, which is their big hit. You know, you got another thing coming and all that. And, and I put that on my record player and I was like, this sounds awful, and, and and I mean, as a kid, I recognized that, and not not like uh, not like the songs were awful, the music was awful. It just sounded, compared to the other albums in my record collection, really thin.
3: It like, has like
0: it was missing some key element. It has
3: this very um, disco-y production to it. Yeah, that's yeah. slick and.
0: Uh, w- whatever it was, whatever it was, it, it kind of it turned me off. And I, and I never, I never was a Jesus Priest hater. I kind of, I like their image. I like the riding the motorcycles on stage and all the leather and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, we should mention yeah. that
3: Scott did roll in on a motorcycle. Yeah, yeah. so <laughs> all the- that, all that
0: stuff is right. pretty. You know, was pretty cool. You know, and, and a buddy, uh, you know, had a had a, du- a double live album that you know the yeah. the gatefold was really it was really cool. And then uh, all of that, all of that kind of stuff. Um, but, um, but I never bought another album, I mean, ever, ever. And then we were going to do this album and I put this one on, I was like, holy shit, this is awesome. Yeah. I was like, like, this is, this is, you know, I didn't, I didn't recognize it even as, as Judas Priest that I, I had remembered.
3: Yeah, it's a good one. And if you're a fan at all of the, you know, the rawer side of speed metal or, or thrash or even noodly guitar shit or noodly drummer shit, you. This is a real uh, uh, touchstone of, of you know the late '80s, early '90s, sort of yeah. everything that was cool. This album is them like actually taking everything that was hip at the time in metal and doing it, and actually doing it pretty well. Really <laughs> like, well, yeah. Like yeah, yeah, usually when when people do like try to, it's not a sellout thing, but they're you know an established band tries to adopt. Certain you know things they, that they are grab the
0: right things that are, instead of the wrong yeah, things. Yeah, that oh, are yeah.
3: that are in vogue, and they usually fall on their faces because it just sounds like old geezers trying to keep up. Right. And it's like, and the, 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 the band, band kind of falls apart after this too, doesn't it?
4: Kinda. Do I yeah.
0: Timeline, right? Yeah,
4: yeah. 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 I mean, it's yeah. It's so like Halford leaves right after this record to do Fight, which it depends on how much how dedicated you are to like following the camp, like Fight. I didn't like the music to me it sounded like diet corrosion of conformity basically but it is definitely heavy like for sure and it's it's very very early 90s just all the basically blues riffs that you know were like popular with that stuff and yeah. like basically like early clutch um, yeah, and then he's out of the band for like eight years or something, and they had that guy Tim Owens who did two records with them, and those records to me are like laughably awful. Like they're like almost
2: new metal. And Tim like yeah, and yeah, like,
3: and that's the story that uh, Hollywood. Uh, yeah, they made a movie yeah, out of yeah. it yeah. Yeah. Uh,
2: without crediting anyone. Yeah. Rock star, rock star, right? right. Yeah. Featuring everyone's favorite rock star, Marky Mark. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> wow.
3: <laughs> and
2: the Funky Bunch—he's right. got those it, good, good they, vibrations. Does the
3: Funky Bunch play the rest of the Judas Priest? Marky Mark, Mark you know, just right.
2: screams metal. Yeah. yeah
3: oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. No one
0: else. It's does. like Iron Panther <laughs> <laughs> or something. <laughs> no, it's, Steel yeah. Panther. Steel Panther. Steel
4: Panther. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, Ozzy stole all his moves from Marky Mark. Everyone knows that. Yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> well, Logan mentioned Racer X. Uh, Before and that's another slight change on this album is they replaced their drummer with um, Scott Travis who was the drummer in Racer X and owned a double bass pedal right and hell yeah can you hear it
0: through this whole album bass (laughs)
3: drums but um I uh,
0: I uh, like uh uh, well perhaps they're tuned identically they um but um um, I was a little surprised too about how the addition of of a drummer could really changed the sound of a band and and it really does seem like he was a big influence on what they were doing so yeah
3: the real landmark shift and kind of crazy double bass shit at least for most people i mean not underground stuff but the slayer's rain and blood is yeah, yeah. that right. that dave lombardo stuff uh on that album in fact the production of that whole album really sol- it's a it's like a, a step change in in at least fast metal you know thrash influenced metal production there's there's before and after that record right for sure and uh and so um i thought it was louis belson he's doing (laughs) he's doing uh, very much uh um you know an extension of of that just double bass blast beats all the time um if you'll notice when we get into the tunes that are like more ballady and more just straight up, <laughs> that the drums sound fucking ridiculous. They're just gated and compressed like crazy. Right, right. In the title track, there's a big swirly, phazy thing as he goes around the the toms because they're just so processed. I asked Byron about this, and he said he would not be surprised if some of these tracks could have been, you know, sampled and assembled to the best of their primitive abilities at the time. But right. none of these really. Technically proficient, especially double bass heavy like metal drummer guys are really against that. Even today, even today, it's yeah. becoming more common than oh yeah than it was then. But one, even back then, yeah. it was there was probably some surgery you know some surgery on the stuff to get you know that, I know on most that beat many metal, notes yeah. into <laughs> oh without question I mean I mean this
4: was this was the era of of the producer yeah. right like 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 across. Mainstream genres like not just metal. You'd hurt you hear it in modern rock, and you heard it in all, kind, in all kinds of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Where it was just like, how many tricks can we possibly milk this studio for? Yeah, you know, and how what kinds of weird things can we do on this record that could never possibly be duplicated? The, the live, record industry was like,
3: different than They had to spend all that money, or
4: right? Like keep yeah. It. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This was still the time of spending twelve grand a day at some hole yeah. uh, in the wall and and it, sunset, it was, was, Yeah,
0: and it was possible for them to do that. I mean, I know. Today, most um, speed metal bands they they use triggers, especially on the bass drums, and then they can you know sync everything. Yeah, and and, you know change the sounds to get them to articulate more and all that kind of stuff. Um, But um, um, but they could you know they could have done that. It would just it would have just taken a long time.
3: Yeah, I mean,
0: but Racer X was kind of known for that, weren't they? I mean, wasn't that the Racer part of it was um, just the fast (laughs) stuff?
3: (laughs) Well, so from seeing plenty of Racer X footage live dude can play like all this stuff great yeah. but i've i've oh, also yeah. seen some Judas Priest footage live from this tour with Travis on drums and uh it just sounds like a big boomy mess it's it's not it's hard to pull off that kind of crazy fast metal drumming live and not have it sound like mush or guitars for that matter anything that that kind of precise it's really hard to do it in arena Well, and that's what they yeah. and you know in our, it's probably more suited to like a medium sized rock club that's for sure. built for that stuff, but Judas Priest isn't touring, you know, three hundred seater r- rock clubs or whatever. They're yeah. they're playing in big ass arenas and stuff and right. so Oh yeah, live aid and yeah, things like this. So I don't know how well this stuff necess- I mean, I know there's a live bonus track on the one that I listened to and it sounded pretty good, but it's it's the the thing that really shines on this is that it's been tuned up to the max. To the absolute uh, abilities of 1990 yes. right
2: <laughs> well speaking of producers this was the um first album they'd done since like 1978 that didn't have tom allman or whatever his name is producing it right they actually went back to their like first producer chris sargis or something yeah. t-s-a-r yeah a lot of letters in there sargis yeah, I mean, so that I mean, may have I mean. also been part of the change of sound and direction at this point and yeah, they they finally. I think part of it was they gave up trying to have a hit because it. You know, when they were less good <laughs> before this album, they were trying to score a big hit, and you know, Halford was never going to be hair metal because Halford has no hair.
4: So they they had all the tricks of hair metal though, and and it's it's wild because they're such an influential band, right? Like yeah. when the hair metal thing was was happening you know, it, it, all those bands were ripping off bands like Judas Priest, like, to the yeah. best of their ability. Yeah, right? Like, they weren't really sounding like them, but they were ripping off Priest and Maiden and all the stuff that did really sound like glam, Yeah, but they were turning it into that, you know, and then when stuff like this broke, like, 1990, that's the same year as Cowboys from Hell came out, Like, like, and then this is when it sounds like a weird reference but like skid row is popping up and they're the tail end of hair metal but they they were heavier yes. than all this hair metal that like preceded them right so it's like it very much as you said earlier it's the beginning of this sea change in the whole mainstream metal community and the whole scene where, again, nothing else really sounded like Painkiller after that, but all these bands definitely, definitely but, but were pulling But everything sounded tricks. like
3: they were trying to sound yeah, like Painkiller. Yeah, they were pulling
4: tricks that came off of this record. like you know, And 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 most and exactly as you said, a lot of stuff on this record was clearly pulled from somewhere else, but a lot of people, and this was the thing they heard.
3: Well, let's point out that like Racer X is kind of, you got a Racer X album by sending away for a cassette tape, from an ad in the back of Guitar Player magazine. Right, exactly. This is This is kind of, this is not mainstream music, N- nor is Slayer or, you know, early kind of, you know, there's a lot of crazy proggy uh, in, in uh, uh, Montreal and Florida, for some reason, uh, right. there's a lot of really cool proggy, early black metal kind of stuff that's doing these sort of things. But nobody's uh, th- again, this is you mail your your five bucks in an envelope to this address and right. you know in Florida, and hopefully you get a tape with you know a, two hours of music on it yeah and right. and so this album's really fascinating because it does amalgamate a bunch of stuff that was kind of underground and kind of hip onto you know a, a popular band you know a big big time release, and so it's a nice snapshot of like what metal folks thought was cool across a broad spectrum. Like when did a uh, Metallica's black album come out
4: the year after
0: this, the year after. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so, so that kind of, you know, I mean,
3: metal hadn't taken that turn yet, but, but this is cool because like, uh, this is way cooler than the black album because the black album almost purposely avoids like what, what's really underground, cool and metal at the time, both in playing and production. It's right. kind of like, nah, we're going to produce this sucker. Like it's a, you know just whatever a rolling stones record or something you know it's like it's a big pop rock band album not a metal band and so this is like doubling down on the metal shit i mean (laughs) if you
2: look at the cover it couldn't be more metal there's like some sort of demon angel skeleton hybrid riding a a motorcycle with you know razor barbed wired wheels and it's about as you know the lyrics to the silly as it gets right right
4: Exactly. But I mean, and it's interesting because, again, like you said, it's it's that end. I'm trying to think of like when the Black Album dropped the year after, and that that actually is weirdly enough what made Metallica a mainstream band. And and it's weird to think that like a lot of these bands that were doing similar to stuff like this at the time, because you had (laughs) Testament, Exodus, Megadeth, Slayer. Like, Anthrax. Yeah. They're all on the scene, and they're all playing stadiums, but it's still somehow not... Poison. Uh, Yeah, exactly. It's still a
2: different beast than Guns Mm, N' Roses
4: and Aerosmith and Poison and Stupid Trickster
2: and all this crap. (laughs) Bon Jovi was considered heavy metal at the time. Exactly.
4: Yeah, and this is is the year before... Uh, blaze of glory. There you go. <laughs> yeah, those,
0: those really were sad times. I know, right? It was, it, was, uh, it was a dark era. But it is. Yeah, it is. I mean, I, I think absolutely. It's like a uh, Judas Priest. Well, I think, you know, all bands with few exceptions, all bands that are popular, perhaps even by definition, it's like they want that. They want to be able to sell records. They want to um, yeah. have big audiences and all of this kind of stuff. But there is, there is a certain kind of, um, you, you know, I, I hesitate to use the word, but a kind of authenticity with with Judas Priest. It's like they were they were doing something that they felt was chafing against the norm. Yeah, yeah. Right? You know, yeah, and, for sure.
3: Well, I, I I sort of see it as almost kind of a fuck you record, um, and it's the black album comparison is apt because I think they earlier in their career several times tried to make a black album by toning down. What they were doing and trying to make it more more pop and accessible and they kept failing and so i think they were kind of like ah fuck it if the toning it down isn't it, working isn't it working then we're going to turn this shit up till the knob breaks off you know right. like right. and so it's almost you, the yeah you the get opposite. this uh, yeah
2: <laughs> yeah if you try and sell out no one's buying then you might as well go the other direction yeah. <laughs> right and i think that's a lot of what this album is is sort of you know we tried to you know make turbo lover a big pop hit and right know i love it but um (laughs) most people were were not hell-bent for that brand of leather and so they're like well (laughs) screw it
4: well and after this record like halford had said that he had wanted to make heavier music than what priest was doing and had wanted to for a while and that was
2: that was you know as much as the um you know common theory floating around is that he was kicked out for being secretly closeted the real reason Halford left is he wanted to go in a different musical direction.
4: Yeah, that's definitely it. Cause when, when he came out a few years later, like who is it, like K.K. Downing or something, or like yeah. Glenn Tipton. They, they were the, and Halford even said, he's like, these are my best friends for years. They all knew.
2: Yeah. We we just, I wasn't The record member, label yeah. just wouldn't let us say anything, basically. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, they were about as blatant as you could be. I mean, it's right. Well, yeah, yeah. other There's than YMCA by the village like. people, nothing is that obvious without saying it. Right,
4: right. But, yeah, I, I, you, yeah you're absolutely right. It was He wanted to do heavier stuff. And I, I read that there's a whole legal thing actually. Like he
2: had to yeah, dissolve the imp- legal entity of Judas Priest in order. To, well, speaking of legal issues, this album was finished back in March, but didn't come out till September because uh, Judas Priest was busy in the courtroom as opposed to the studio. Yeah, I was,
0: I was thinking. It was
2: right at that oh, time. yeah. That, the, that, the, about that. Yeah,
0: they the were. Backwards the backwards lyrics Yeah, things. the subliminal yeah, messaging. Yeah, subliminal, yeah, which, backward yeah. masking. and yeah, apparently I some, about that. Some kid committed suicide, that whole thing. And yeah, yeah I was thinking about, in, in general, um, yeah, they were, by the way, if anyone is, worried they were acquitted they were not yeah thankfully. You know, <laughs> I mean, even yeah, in 1990 it, because we you know well first of all even even if they did put secret messages on their records it yeah. doesn't work no i mean <laughs> but, if that worked people would have been doing that since the 1890s when you know on, on the
2: first on wax, cylinder. wax
0: cylinders or something right you right. know it's like it, it it just it just doesn't have it you know it, it doesn't work that way but at any rate i was thinking about that in general and, and it in uh, um uh American culture, you know, United States culture, maybe Western culture in general, but you know, definitely American culture. It is so primitive that people could actually believe that a heavy metal album could cause their kid to commit suicide, and get a judge to agree to allow them to bring a lawsuit against a band for doing this. I'm, I'm, this this is this is a level of of um, just. Vapid stupidity, yeah. On a on right. a institutional level, that is that
3: is um. Well, I, I it's know it's disarming. I know that yeah. we're only like you know we're almost thirty years past this, but even like a few like five years past this, people were laughing at how fucking dorky this is. Right, right, you you know? Know, yeah, yeah, I'm, Or you know, just that. I mean, not not this album, but the you know the the tunes they were you know accused uh, ac- of, accused yeah, 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 of uh, having right. subliminal messages in it. It's like. That's the most, I mean, that's the most ridiculous thing ever. Like this is, I mean, even this album is like, it's like a cartoon for. Right. All of the stuff. Metal heads. All of this Black stuff, was, of this stuff really, was super cartoon. These are, these are so comic booky. Ghostwriter. Yeah. yeah. like Well, you remember
0: Ozzy Ozzy got a, got um, in trouble for um, his song Suicide Solution, which is, which is you know, anyone who gave a casual listen. would an anti-suicide song? Would, well, well, no, it's it's an anti-drinking song. It's saying alcohol is really bad for you oh, is, what, is what the song is. Yeah. Well, I think yeah, Ozzy's yeah, whole so life maybe is. maybe that's enough to make you commit <laughs> suicide. I don't know. But but still,
2: uh, you know, it, yeah, it just, well, just, it just shows you. The, uh, <laughs> just says that drinking is bad for you. You know, and
0: then maybe it's just, you know, someone looking for a payday. Who knows? But. It, but oh, it's yeah. just it's just it's just crazy to me and and uh, and there was a there was a rather uh, famous case too. Um, I apologize, I can't remember exactly where it was. It, I think it was in Memphis. It was uh, it was in it was in one of those southern states. But anyway, these kids uh, got arrested for a murder. Yeah, and all of the evidence at the trial was. All of the evidence against them, they had no material evidence whatsoever. The West
2: Memphis Three, yeah, Yeah, the West
0: Memphis Three, that's it, yeah. That that they, um, all of the evidence against them was that they listened to heavy metal Mm -hmm. worship music and were probably devil worshipers, yeah. And it's just, it's just the the asinine, you know, like like, the satanic panic, that's what it was, yeah, Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's, and these, these, these kids spent years in prison. Because they were convicted, you know, with, yeah. with no evidence whatsoever, and I guess this is what I what I mean by uh, our 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 culture is it's so primitive, well. yeah. And and I think that you know that you know that when heavy metal is the uh, kind of the, the level of, of the boogeyman and the, the harbinger of sophistication. Yes. Right. You know, it's like you said, it's like, it's kind of comic bookish, right? Yeah. You know, it's like, like this is, this is a symptom. It is not the disease. Right? Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. I think it is funny that, I mean, as a devout, at least uh, agnostic recovering Catholic um, it's, always laughable for me to look at stuff that is satanic in nature and stuff like that. And it's like, no, it it assumes a a firm belief in the, other. like this is only like the devil is only scary if you believe in God and that the devil's somebody who's trying to fuck with God and his plans. And you know, so it's like, if you're not firmly rooted in this very like, you know, binary system of good and evil and things like that, like then, this is nothing. Yeah, it just you doesn't know? make sense. It's yeah, like no. all the all the crazy black metal is out of like like Norwegian countries that are are super y and stuff. Right. And so it's like, no, you have to be afraid of the wrath of God and the devil and hell and shit like that to like not just like snicker at some yeah. of these. <laughs> <laughs> it's, anyway. pure, it's
4: pure theater, and, and even you know, right after this one, like Manson popped up on the scene. Same thing. Like he, him, Trent Reznor, like they all acknowledge that. They were basically the new Alice Cooper. Yeah. 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 Like, oh, and, and they talk about that all the time. They're like, we're singing about characters. We're singing about things we're observing. We're putting but on but costumes. But yeah, but yeah. all of this is entertainment at yeah. its root. And again, that satanic panic, like people would just not let it go. People were, had to have something to be afraid of.
0: Oh, yeah. Had to have something to vilify. Well, and, and I hadn't heard that phrase before. I enjoy that. I, yeah. I,
3: there satanic was, panic. Yeah. It was yeah. a real thing. It like, a color like, of hair dye. It, right? that's, yeah. a, that's a whole other
2: podcast. We yeah, can talk about for gamble getting in all sorts of trouble because they had a moon in their logo or something. Yeah, there were people (laughs) who
4: were like they were like actually like grooming kids to give false testimony so they could sue like these daycares and things. It was nuts. Yeah.
3: Well, Well, I mean for the most part a lot of these metal bands laughed at all the way to the fucking bank. Yeah, yeah. 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 Or Slayer especially. Well, well, anyone who took it
2: seriously wasn't going to be able to play worth a damn anyway. Yeah, yeah too busy right. sacrificing cats to you know tune okay. your guitar but shall we um move on to the uh, first track which is the title track which yes. is it's so painkiller good. it's so good
3: <laughs> so, man, Halford can sing.
2: If you don't like this kind of singing, you, know, you just leave now, because this ain't going to stop. <laughs> and I know it is a bit of an acquired taste, so...
4: Listen to some headphones. There's all kinds of <laughs> extra shit going on. <laughs> you
3: gotta listen to the guitar solo. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, that uh, that well. Yeah. Yeah, for both of them. Yeah, both
2: so, of, uh, there's a lot of guitar solos yeah, on this album. Right, yeah. this,
4: is, this
0: is. Oh, I was just gonna say this. This sets the. This sets the whole tone for the album. this, yeah. this is gonna be something different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, and I think that like it, it's a good point
4: about the uh, letting the drummer kick this off because that was a huge part of the new sound. Was oh His addition, yeah. and that was, that was a great way to announce that.
3: Yes. Well, and, so there's some uh, uh, Celtic Frost that have similar similarly raging double bass stuff going on um, but again with the production thing it's kind of buried in mush um, which I like for that you know particular type of music but um, having something it's the same reason on on uh, um, Angel of Death flare they give Dave like a couple of bars and it's just drums oh, yeah, it's just yeah, yeah. And so, this is that. This is their. I mean, this is like the fucking Stranger Things of like <laughs> mid to late 80s metal. Right. It's like they're just fetishizing certain things, and they were like, we can do that too. Like, look, here it is, featured prominently. And they, I mean, they're checking shit off the list left and right just in this first song. And so, it's pretty cool. Just, yeah, given you know, the, the ringer, drummer guy, you know. Yeah, it was the right first song. First dibs, to, it's like. To pick is the leadoff. Drum solo from the top.
4: This is definitely one of my one of my favorite album openers of all time. Like, like even like especially for this era. Like, this is up there with like like Mouth for War by Pantera and stuff. As far as like big metal records with just like a nuts leadoff song that sets the whole tone.
0: Oh yeah, like battery on Master of Puppets. Right.
3: Yeah. Well, uh, this will pop up a bunch of times on the rest of these, but. Um, I keep, you know, we keep compa- comparing this to Slayer. One of the things Slayer is famous for with their guitar solos is in the liner notes, it says, Solo. A will have the lyrics will <laughs> say, Solo Heinemann, Solo oh, King, yeah, yeah. Who did uh, Solo yeah. King. So, because you can't tell them apart, they sound identical, like right. nearly identical, which is cool. And they're, you know, they solo in a very similar way. And Judas Priest takes more from the Iron Maiden school where they have um, one guy who's kind of sweet picky tappy, um, more modern-sounding, and then one guy who's a little bit more blues-based. And so when they, they do the dueling solo thing, it doesn't just stay in one. Like it's, yeah, re- it's it's really neat. It's there's almost, a reason you have two guitar players. It's a call right. and response. They both have distinct styles in their lead playing. And so it's never like, didn't this guy already play that solo right, just right. like two seconds ago? It's like, no, here's something completely a, a completely fresh take and and that's really cool. You don't see that done as well. You know, it's it's a thing that's rarely done well, you know, or so. even attempted. Or even attempted. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, I mean, you have to have two people who have a fully developed uh, yeah, you style. know, style and 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 you know, sort of groove on their instrument and uh it has to come kind of natural. So most and and most metalheads are kind of preoccupied with this uh um you know rhythmic per- perfection or or perfect unison stuff and so yeah. it's, it's really tough to do the perfect unison stuff and the rhythm playing and have a distinctive soloing style that's other that doesn't reflect that you've been sitting there with a metronome you know all for week. 300, <laughs> 300 hours <laughs> sure, for sure yeah, yeah. so way to go guys yeah <laughs> well shall we
2: carry on my wayward sons to the hell patrol the songs are yeah <laughs>
4: still super strong through
0: this it's awesome in that way it's, it's yeah. very unapologetic it's, yeah. it's like we're, we're not done you know and that's that's one of the things that uh i mean i know this is a you know completely different band but that's that's one of the things that that uh you know, really bummed a lot of people, me in particular, I guess. Uh, you know about Metallica's change of direction. It, you know, to me, it wasn't it wasn't the music. The music was okay. They were just doing something different. It was more that they they gave up the the. Um, the the weird goofiness that metal is supposed to bring, right? They Took tried to, too seriously, and they tried to be serious, and it's like like you know like you oh. know too much seriousness just sounds kind of schmaltzy, and you know it's, it's like well, you, and there's you, you no you way to um,
2: take this seriously. You gotta be a little
0: yeah, you gotta you gotta. I mean, you can be serious about I love this, yeah, and, and not be and not be you know um well um look if we're not singing about love and our parents abusing us, then we're just not a real band. No. You, know, the, right. mm-hmm.
2: you gotta have some of that D and D in there. all this
4: this this whole record to me is like it, it's almost like the music that should have been on uh the, um what was the movie? It was literally called Heavy Metal. It was like the oh, shit. Oh, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, like this counts. is the
0: should have been.
4: Yeah. The yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The Wearing chainmail like, brassieres yeah, and riding
2: well, a, a dragon. Right, exactly. No, it
0: was a Glenn Fry, wasn't oh, it? Oh, really? Yeah, And yeah, Devo, okay. working <laughs> in a coal mine. <laughs> yeah, or, yeah. Or, or, no, Don Henley. That's what it was. No, no really? not Don Henley. Who is it? It was one of those guys. I'm getting it wrong. There's a, D- one of those eagles did that Heavy Metal song. It wasn't
4: this. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It should have
3: been. It was um, yeah, it was Randy Meissner or somebody. It might have been Timothy Randy B. Meisner, Schmidt.
0: <laughs> Jimmy
4: Carter. No, he was an add-on. <laughs> yeah.
3: So those drums that sounded so badass at the top of the the first song, I, I thought my iPad like skipped to a Ministry song or something when oh, yeah. I started this. <laughs> <Right>. That gated <laughs> bass drum and snare drum are that snare drum when he. Does any single strokey stuff just sounds like a machine gun yeah it's yeah like, bah,
4: bah, 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 bah. it's exactly
3: the same sound yeah. whether yeah. he looks at it or hits it right you know <laughs> and it's pretty funny
4: yeah and, and you're right it, it definitely comes through on because this this is also like this era in especially in the guitar music where there were all these records that it was like the standard like for four heavy songs power ballad yeah Four more heavy songs power ballad. gotta have that power ballad. <laughs> yeah. finale yes. yeah exactly yeah and so and this totally follows that formula and yeah when they get to these slower riffs and especially the ballads yeah a lot of it you, you're, you're hearing it differently and it's like god not only does this is this song super cheesy yeah but, but like now you're hearing all the uh, all the space around <laughs> yeah. in the production and you're I, like you,
0: wow and and uh i must admit i do prefer um uh, maybe I'm in the minority I do like it when um Helford I, I like it when he sings in a more natural range <laughs> and he's doing less of the the freaky the oh, the, valley the the full, Yeah, yeah he's doing less of the you know whoa uh, you know, that sort of uh, less opera, yeah, less opera, yeah. And you know, and, and some of that because it's he's kind of I can't even tell sometimes if it's if he's gone into falsetto or if he's just, oh, man. you know, what it is, he what is he's doing? It's just, um, it, it's well, it's a trope, it's a metal trope, and a certain kind of metal, you know, like the Ronnie James well, what Deal a, kind of thing. Well, I mean,
3: we're gonna do we're talking about Chinese democracy later, so we'll get into that, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so ass, we can, like, yeah.
0: So, if I want to be critical, we'll have plenty but of time. Rob to do can that. really sing,
3: like yeah. Rob, can, oh, yeah, like uh, that's uh, yes. that's the falsetto. Thing or the the high vocal range thing where people have kind of a dead spot i mean even really accomplished trained singers will have kind of dead spots in the at the upper and lower reaches of their range sure, right sure. he does not seem to have many of those if any i mean yeah. until he's like fully into you know dog whistle false screaming, he I mean, right? right. seems to have full command of wherever he's at and so i i agree with you on the, i mean his his natural comfortable range is Pretty high, but <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> so, but
4: I, I don't think you're totally in the minority because, again, this that style of like operatic extremism was King is, Diamond, right? Uh, He's doing right, the right. King Diamond yeah, totally, and, and that was part at the same time part of what was so appealing to this, but at the same time part of what oh, made shit. it so utterly laughable. Like, yeah, yeah, all yeah. The, like so many of these bands. Like, I remember being little and like. Like that was part of the defining thing. Like, as I was starting to get into like punk and hardcore, and I had so many friends getting into metal, why punk and hardcore appealed to me more? Because to use your words, it sounded like people's natural range. It sounded like the way human they would beings talk. Right, right, right exactly. Yeah. As a, as opposed to, I'm always on stage. I am in the theater. Yes, you know? <laughs> like, there like,
2: is yeah definitely a theatrical element to this. You know, more than just the characters and the the leather. You know, costumes and the you know, character narratives of, you know, motorcycle riding demons from hell or whatever. Right, exactly. Yeah. And to, you know, to the theme of the podcast, I, I think like way more
4: so yeah. on this record than well, anything. They gave up they on done, trying to like,
2: d- d- sneak it into the mainstream. We're like, well, if we're going to do metal, we're going to do metal going off. Yeah. <laughs> like,
3: so well, I want to say one more thing about this tune and that it's like a, it's a reverse uh, South of heaven move where Slayer later on, did this thing where they were the they were the fastest metal band around right. outside of extreme stuff and everybody's kind of hot on their heels but right as they're you know uh, people were just starting to catch up with them they they pulled a a, a a miles davis move which is to retire undefeated and move on to something completely different and so they put out an album called uh south of heaven and which is great it, it's doomy, which is a great album yeah um it's kind of doomy and slow, and just—I mean, not like Melvinsy sludgy, but right. first layer it's it's standing still. It's really fast, but the second as opposed to and, and and they knocked it down to one eighty you know. <laughs> And it has also one of the most auspicious uh, first tunes of any metal album ever. Wouldn't you say like that's got to be high up there for sure. For um, sure, That's iconic. It's yeah. like yeah, that sets the tone. But on that album, the next song is silent scream, which is fast as hell. Maybe faster than it's faster than 90% of, of uh, rain and blood. Right. And so, and they, by that point they'd been doing the rain and blood stuff on stage for tours and tours so they could do it for real. Right. Um, and so I just, this is like the flip flop of that. They were like, we are fast as hell and and brutal and we we got all the tricks and then the next song is like oh yeah but we do this this is the thing that we do right this right. is the thing that we is our meat and potatoes is this heavy rock
4: stuff. yeah you're right this, this sounds much more like the things that preceded this yeah. record the material that preceded yeah. this
2: record.
3: so it's a good good sequencing i guess yeah,
1: no, <laughs> yeah. for sure for
2: sure wow well, shall we uh go to the next song with all guns blazing.
4: go yeah, there's
2: that kick drum in there just yeah. literally doubling the guitar riff. <laughs> the <whole laughs> the whole time. as far as we know it Halfer does he write all of the lyrics I'm um, well they're all credited to um what Glenn Rob, and KK I'm not sure if you know Halfer just does the lyrics or how that's divvied up exactly so, they, but so they, but they, can, it may just be a, you a would legal thing yeah
0: the, the other two are the guitar guys one would assume you know, but yeah more, at least more so well, maybe instead of hell there you could say oh,
2: heck patrol oh, right. <laughs> i'm heck bent for leather or pleather i was gonna say
4: heck bent for pleather
2: yeah. <laughs> I know, right? uh, yeah. that's an album title what A band, what a band name, yeah. <laughs> i do notice that as fast as everything else is going the chorus is always like whole notes oh yeah Guns blazing. So people can sing along to that part. Even if everything else going on is going on at, you know, 300 miles per hour, you can do that. No, they
4: they know their craft. Like, that's one of those things where it's like, we need a live hit. We need something Um, in the stadium. People can sing to. exactly.
3: I wasn't paying attention. What's the name of the song? Yeah.
4: (laughs) (laughs) All Guns please. Yes. Oh, you do it, Yeah. But yeah, I I think that song is actually like Ooh. like that's one of the heavier ones, especially like we keep talking about. Again, the drummer just makes so much of the sound,
2: and, and yeah. So un- the fact he didn't get credited for songwriting is kind yeah, of- it's wild
4: because like literally what makes that guitar riff so heavy is that machine gun sound the drummer gives it by literally doubling every hit. Yeah. on well, the on the kick drums.
3: And you you mentioned Pantera a little bit early. It's like I mean Scott Travis this is. Total stepping stone to Vinnie Paul. Right, for sure. This style, those are, it's, uh, you know, they're only a step removed from one another. Yeah. And so.
4: And that was a total Pantera trick, like on those first two records, was again the drummer matching the guitar riff. Well, they
0: were, they were um, Pantera, right? I mean, isn't that this, kind of a similar story so this must have been the milieu of the time because pantera was oh you know, yeah that first glammy that first record hairspray band yeah. you know and then and then uh one know. of my
3: buddies used to have that record with him in the lace gloves like framed on his wall because yeah, right. he was <laughs> right. like a dirty well, there Crest was, and then Cowboys from Hell was, was the like
2: no I even think they might have seen that the um, the writing was on the wall. Yeah, right, this, right. this for sure. couldn't this, last forever. Poison, Unskinny Bop is not going to be <laughs> on the charts much longer. <laughs> I don't somebody know. from <laughs> Seattle's going to come along and make us all irrelevant. <laughs> so we better <laughs> we, we better anywhere. go back You're to right. our.
4: It was coming for sure. But you know, even Cowboys from Hell was cheesy as shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it was a heavy record. And again, again, actually, to go back to like Skid Row, like Skid Row was still cheesy it was just a heavier brand of cheese yes you know than uh, than a lot of their contemporaries and cowboys from hell was the same thing and and weirdly enough both of those bands toured together and after they toured
2: together each of them changed their sound like drastically <laughs> yeah so like <laughs> we've learned a lesson from the other one we're, we're right exactly we need to carve out our own territory exactly. or this is going to get silly yeah
4: both of them after they toured together um get who else was on that tour but it was like 90 or something so skid row touring on their first record yeah and pantera touring on cowboys for from hell and both of them went immediately way heavier and i think to your point like they're they out there and they're seeing that like there's a
2: hundred other bands
4: just like just this. like this this hair metal shit's not gonna last and i remember reading an interview with skid row where they were saying like They were getting sick of Pantera just playing circles around them. They're like, like, this shit is making us look silly Yes, because it's so heavy.
2: (laughs) Yeah. So the bubble was about to burst on the hair metal scene. Right. (laughs) Those were the days. And somebody (laughs) had to stand up against it. A rebel without a cause. Uh, Well done. (laughs) A leather rebel. (laughs) This song's so rad.
3: Pretty good, like fat backbeat. Yeah. Even with all that, it's still just a dumb rock song. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. It's awesome. I'm on the
1: edge. Is
4: the- One of the things that's funny to me about this song is, like, despite trying, it's not catchy. Yeah. Like, unlike so much of the other stuff on oh, this yeah. record, like that—that that is not a catchy
0: no like on the uh,
1: too. River. yeah on
0: the version i have there's a there's a bonus live version of that song which is which is better yeah. yeah it's a little bit faster yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. i got the same one yeah that was yeah, the yeah. problem
2: with this song it's too is too slow it's too slow yeah all right so this is a, a challenge to all of you out there in listener land i want you to photoshop rob Halford into the uh, village people swapping him out for the leather man and then see if anyone notices.
3: Well, yeah, I, this is probably as appropriate time as ever to mention that this Priest is pretty responsible for along I mean, probably equally responsible with Kiss for introducing a lot of the... the uh, like M kind of like spikes and gauntlets and
2: well, the
3: whole concept
4: that's where he got <laughs> the, that the biker from, well and, and yeah. the
3: the kiss the kiss story is that they went to like the sex shops and bought like bondage gear and just turned it inside out so the spikes were on the outside you know and but yeah that's these were like a lot of the gear that he would wear on stage were from like uh, you know They're fetish from, shops and yeah. sex shops and stuff and it was Kind of awesome. Co- cool. It's awesome. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, you got the
0: whole band to wear it. It's yes. be-
3: bespoke, uh, leather spiked underwear. I mean, right. come on, that's always awesome. Well, well there, <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> I mentioned yeah. earlier, uh, you know, one of my buddies had the, the double live Judas priest album. And, uh, I, I, I don't know why I just remember this vividly. I was a freshman in high school and we're sitting like in the library, and he brought this record in. And you know, I'm checking it out with the motorcycle and stuff. And I just looked, I go, Wow, that guy's gay! And and uh, sure. my, my buddies got really really pissed at me, they were very angry. And and I wasn't, you know, I wasn't I wasn't I didn't say it out of you know kind of heat pejorative, of fact, you yeah, know, I wasn't being you know mean, it was just like, Oh, look, <laughs> he's, and, like and, uh, he's got
2: character <laughs> from a Stan bracket film, yes, <laughs> and then,
0: yeah, and uh, but but it's kind of you know, and it's just I think it's awesome. Uh, you know, I was talking about our primitive culture it is pretty amazing that that uh, you know most metal heads i think you know judas Priest. it's not an issue whereas you know like when i was a kid it was still something that you're gonna be oh like, yeah
2: if you watch heavy metal parking lot which well, i think right. was from a judas Priest
3: show i heard it was i haven't seen it it is oh it is man. a fascinating Go watch that right now <laughs> yeah um, we'll um, probably
2: put that on our uh, facebook that was group. in
3: that was in maryland uh yeah. and uh, there is no possible way that i'm Someone I'm blood related to was not at that. Like there's <laughs> right. somebody I know, multiple so somebody, people I know were at that concert right. given the time and place. Right. Um, so I haven't been able to identify anyone from the the documentary, but boy, that's a good one. Yeah, I got I got to go check that out. It's, it's funny because
4: when, when you talk about the uh, like for me, I, I I think metal in general has had a huge issue with like yeah, acceptance I, and one of the things I, yeah. with, with this record yeah. being a left turn was again this is I think it was a couple years before he came out but it was still like I, I think there's a lot of parts about this record about the presentation about all of it that's very much him screaming saying like Really? You don't see it? Like, come on, dude. Like, like, (laughs) as out out and proud as he possibly could. Exactly. You know, and and that's one of the things that killed me. Sorry to interrupt. I was just going to say that, like, when he came out, one of the things that I was so happy about A, for a person being to get to be themselves and be proud of who they are. And the huge middle finger it sent specifically to the metal community. Specifically it's fantastic, all yeah. All these fucking meatheads yeah. Who, yeah. Were, who were like who weren't ready for that, and it yes. broke their little hearts. And I, I was see, like, that's awesome. It's, it's like,
3: like who's coming out? It's like oh, just like the baddest dude ever. Yeah, and it's and, like and and he's who. no less bad. Yeah, he's yeah. not he is some prancing
2: you mincy, you know, Vince Neil type. It's no, he's 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 like a Spartan. He's baddest of the bad. Oh, right? yeah. And yeah.
0: he's like telling you, you know, yeah, he's giving everybody the middle finger, but I I also think, well, it's, it's, um, have you ever heard that expression? You know, you might see it on a, well not around here, but like on a bumper sticker, a t-shirt or something. It is, you know, I can't even think straight. Yeah. And I think, I think that's what it is is that everyone there, everyone is thinking straight and because of that they can't see what's right in front of their yeah right well, in front yeah, of their that, eyes that's right? how
2: ymca became yeah, a family hit yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. for sure and you just have to you just have to look out of the corner of your eye just a tiny little bit and there's all kinds of stuff going on that's actually really cool and you shouldn't be afraid of well, that, yeah. I mean, you know much less backward masking and you know
3: <laughs> we talked ahead. about <laughs> this might be second place to uh, the the kiss musical thingy for uh, uh, spinal tap
1: i am just uh, a boy
3: yeah. <laughs> I, yeah first final tap uh, direct reference i mean it's very i don't know it's very ridiculous yes, throughout it's very, very ridiculous. this is show business guys Yeah, it, it totally is and, just, and again <laughs> to a
4: way higher degree than anything they had done before because even like i don't know I, th- I think before we started recording we were talking about which records we actually like and the only other one if i want to like, hear some priest and like someone else isn't putting on like yeah. someone else puts on priest again, unless they put on the Tim Owen stuff, I'm always down. I'm like, rad let's listen to some Priest But the only other record I ever reach for is screaming for vengeance, which, and I hate to talk about them because I hate kiss so much, but it's still an apt comparison. Cause again, yeah. screaming for vengeance, it's a pop record. Yeah. Like, like it's, a, it's, it's yeah, I, gotta, I re- to record, again. I wonder like, if the,
0: uh, the the re-releases on CD just sound better than my LP. The, oh yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean probably. The, the, the
4: problem is, that, like, if you do, like, I listen to Painkiller on uh, Spotify, and I say the problem with it is because they change the track listing. Oh,
0: you no, know? no, no. Because it's
4: all like the you know thirtieth anniversary or whatever, so yeah, they add like like right. the Spotify bonus version tracks. of Painkiller has like eight extra songs. So I, I wasn't sure like where the actual original album ended, album ended for, yeah. you know, like because there's like two bonus tracks and like four live tracks, you so, know, yeah. and then a commentary track you
3: know. Yeah. Well, they, both Kiss and and Priest have uh a similarly uh aggressive and uh uh I don't know sort of uh titillating uh, uh look to their For sure. you know th- their their aesthetic is really um trying to be uh I don't know what would you call it, you know, sensational. Yeah. And uh I I think throughout their careers I I I would say that Priest is has been even through the lame years, has been more substantive musically than oh, no. Yes, yeah. for, sure. yeah. for sure, for yeah. sure.
4: And this and this is the record with, again with
3: nearly the same spectacle.
4: Yeah, exactly. And again, to the true to the tone of you know of the podcast, like this is the record where they finally hit that where they they took that left turn and they're like now. We're not just in costume now, we are the dragon yes. slayers. you know, you know like, yeah. like they became we the character. like what we
0: look like. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well okay. as, far, as far as quality show business, this is no this is no turn off the dark, but it's um Spider Man. Man. I'm
2: glad I missed that one. Well no, it sounds like they're having a meltdown. A metal meltdown.
1: Yeah, second for the
3: the thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're like, I can do that. Yeah, oh, totally.
0: Yeah, yeah, I read that they had, that they had, uh, they learned how to sweep pick and this was a, uh,
2: this was their it's showcase. Showcase, yeah. Yeah, this is almost a, of metal at this point
4: yeah oh totally and it's one of those things where like this is all the stuff that usually in metal i hated just the like grandstanding masquerade but for some reason in this song like because the whole record's so ridiculous and awesome i'm like yeah yeah
0: Yeah, it it, right it's like they're doing it right
4: they're right yeah so much drama and cheese
0: That was the best part. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> that was Dodden Felder that did uh, heavy
3: metal. Okay. That's good. I just okay. looked it up, but uh, yeah, Melissa, Merciful Faith, yeah. Melissa came out in 86, so. It's yeah, a couple uh, years years. So, uh, so Diamond's been around and doing his thing, but yeah. I don't know. Who, who takes credit? Halford? I mean. I mean, he, Halford brought
4: it to the mainstream. Yeah. 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 He probably was definitely
0: a Merciful Faith fan. Almost yeah,
4: certainly. no, I'm
3: like, just wondering if King Diamond was well. Like, this is, this guy. <laughs> right,
0: right. Well, it's like they're grabbing all the conventions of of metal and they're, you know, combining them in a very solid fashion. Yeah. It's uh, you yeah. yeah. I think everything in on this song as well. Everything, everything just seems to work. It doesn't seem out of place. It seems, you know. Yeah. You know, I don't know how
3: meticulous they were, but at the same time, it it sure feels that way. Right. Well, uh, six. It was six years later, but uh, I think uh, Bill Laswell named a there's a dub meltdown album that I think might be named. He has a, a tendency to name things in reference to metal melt, obscure thrash metal and stuff. So, right. Yeah. Uh, oh, speaking of, of, um, I really hope that that's true. I'm almost, yeah, it to <laughs> it's gotta be, right? to be yeah.
0: Speaking of other priest albums that one might listen to, have any of you heard the, uh, the Nostradamus album? No, no, I have not either. I'm just, I'm just, Is that I'm one curious. of the newer ones. Yeah. Newer in terms of last within the last 20 years, uh, oh. <laughs> like, well, uh, I know they, they put out a record 10 like years.
4: two years ago. That was actually pretty good. Yeah. It, it's definitely not this, but it was, it, it was good in the sense of, you know, earlier you had uh, made the comment about like bands trying to prove they could still keep up like it accomplished yeah. that. Like I didn't find the music terribly fun, but it was also like this is you pretty goddamn heavy for a bunch of like septuagenarians or Jesus. whatever the hell they are. Like, like it's still like the chops are definitely still there.
0: Like, yeah. So one of the original members of the band is the bass player, right? Oh, well, there's, there's a th- bass. What is his name? <laughs> I think it's. Is it Ian Hill? Yeah, yeah, yeah it is yeah, Ian Hill. Right, so, yeah. so is is a uh, every once in a while. Every once in a while, isn't this album? I'll get a whiff that there's a bass guitar playing, but I'm very unsure what what its
2: role is in this this band, um, if any, <laughs> if any. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I notice he is not credited as one of the songwriters either. So. I mean,
0: there's definitely low end information that's yes. being conveyed
3: through the speakers, but um, it's not a, um, a justice for all, but it's uh, right pretty close. It's okay. uh, yeah, white stripes. It's a little bit more full than than Justice, yeah. Sounding, but uh, yeah, there could be no. You could mute the bass, and we probably we probably well, wouldn't spoil. shit. And sure. that
0: that might be part yeah. of what I didn't like about some of their earlier albums is that that maybe the you know the bassist is not a it's just not a prominent instrument. You know, and I don't know if it's because yeah. they're mainly playing unison, you know, with the guitars or
3: yeah, or, it's probably. Deli- I understand it on this album because of all the fucking bass drum, you know. Um, yeah. But on earlier stuff, yeah, it's still not. I mean, it's more present than on this one, but just barely. Yeah, I, it, I agree. None of the songs are like, "Oh, the hook of this." I mean, even Kiss has songs where practically the hook of the song is the the bass line. What's that rule? Bass is meant to be
0: felt, not heard. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Well,
4: definitely in this style of music too, and and like I think that I, I honestly think that like a lot of this er, the early metal stuff from like the late '70s and early '80s, like these bands had bass players because they didn't know that they didn't have to yeah like they, they it was like, tradition yeah like a rock band has to have a bass player um they, All get right. that
3: guy fine yeah. it like it didn't matter it you know? was the roadie essentially he's, yeah. he's,
0: he's not credited on a lot of the songs
3: no, no he's, no, he's not credited he... as writing any I, of these i believe he's the only original member now right could be I don't know no, like him and
0: helper yeah him and helper and, and, yeah. and uh no and, and isn't okay uh, KK. no KK's gone but the other guy um uh,
3: Oh but, oh, but he retired. Glenn, Glenn yeah,
0: retired. Yeah. And he couldn't play anymore. No, I thought it was the other way around. Oh, was it? Oh, okay, yeah, never mind. Yeah, I think it was KK that, that
2: retired. Yeah, and, gotcha. Uh, and uh, yeah, yeah. One yeah. of them's there, right. sort of. It's like the Temptations, where you know you got the the original members. Yeah, I think you know, I think second the current cousin and a bunch the current of current studio guys. the uh,
0: the bass player Halford, this drummer. Yeah, yeah, and and um. The other
3: guitar player, Glenn, yeah, Glenn. One of the two, and then
0: and then um, and then some other person.
3: Well, I have to say, as the person who's normally critiquing the shit out of the bass playing and production and and whatnot, I don't really care on this one. Yeah, I'm like, well, some, yeah, yeah, where the hell would it to. go? Yeah, for, well, for sure, <laughs> there's no room like, for it. This space yeah. is occupied. I'm sure he's in right. there somewhere. I mean, I'd like to complain about not being able to hear much bass on on, you know, anything post-Raining uh, Blood Slayer, but I don't give a shit. It's, it's in there, probably. Right. No, Let, I mean, let the dude focus on singing. And, and it's a no, deliberate you can enjoy choice. It, it there, wasn't like, whoops, I mean, we does, accidentally does forgot. Does show to show up, you know. Yeah, that, but it's, you know. it's never it's never a, a hooky thing or anything no, melodic no. or or really adding anything pivotal to the
4: But the I think tune. for this record, and again, what made this record s- so different and so out of the blue, didn't need it. Yeah, no. at all, because it's, it's all fast unisons. It's all tight, tight riffs. Like, yeah, just what they needed. Yeah, you can it, just assume yeah. that
3: he's in perfect unison with whatever badass right. heavy riff is going on. Right, right. Because right. he probably is. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, or not there. It doesn't matter. It doesn't right. matter. Right.
2: We'll move on to the, uh, Does the next Does have
3: track. a bass <laughs> player? <laughs> <laughs>
2: right.
3: Not really. They have a guy who plays rhythm guitar on, yeah, it, basically. on a They have bass. a bass owner. Basically, uh, yeah, Basically.
2: So this next track is about the uh the character from the X-Men Nightcrawler.
3: Oh yeah.
0: To Wagner, or was that his name? Wagner, yeah. Wagner. Yeah. Yes. Was this actually about that character? Uh, but I don't really, know. Maybe. <laughs>
4: I, mean, I mean, it could be. It wouldn't be any more ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> like, Turn off the dark. Yeah. This <laughs> is so. Uh, who's the guy? Who's an old horror mo- mogul, and he is uh, on Thriller. Oh, uh Vincent Price. Is that it? Something, Something like, like that. that. This reminds me of that. Like out of nowhere.
2: As I lay me down to sleep. Yeah. I pray the it's Lord very, my soul to keep. It's very it tales or from Vincent the Vincent Price at nowhere. the end of Thriller. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> the funk of forty thousand years. <laughs> <laughs>
1: right?
2: Grizzly ghouls from every tomb. Right. Terrorize <laughs> your neighbor who <laughs> <laughs> So
1: yeah.
2: I mean before the Marvel Cinematic Universe like ate Hollywood. Comic books were seen as something that was sort of the purview of lonely, immature, geeky teenage boys, much right. like the uh, general demographic for metal. So it's not surprising that yeah. Yeah. there is some crossover there. Yeah, for sure.
4: I don't know. The, the, it's interesting that you played that section of the song because, you know, that I think is definitely an example you know, to highlight the intro to the show. Just like. Should we do this? Ah, oh, who cares? Just do it. No, <laughs> yeah. you shouldn't have done it. Like, like yeah. it
3: ruins Not the soul. Not every
2: like, idea is a good
4: idea. Yeah, like it, it just—it's so much more ridiculous somehow. Yes. Like it, like it's just—I don't know. To to me, it's like such a departure. It's like, why did you do that? Why?
2: <laughs> like, <laughs> they need a, <laughs> the breather. drama. Yeah,
4: yes. it's like having a narrator saying, and then the narrator was there, and you're like, what? Like, yeah, what? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah,
3: I wonder.
0: Wonder if that was for the pot smokers.
3: There you go. I was going to say, if you take uh, a- at the time Bathroom of break. this album in the you know in the in the eighties and early nineties and stuff, if you take comic book nerd and give them shitty weed and even shittier beer, you get <laughs> metal which a lot of them. Did <laughs>
1: right. right? That's yeah, that's right. where
3: metalheads come from, right. and so the the overlap should be, uh, you know, pretty obvious. Right. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. For sure. For it's sure. A, it's an escapist right genre
2: yeah well i mean right. the first time i listened to it i'm like nightcrawler i i that can't possibly be about and then i looked it up I'm like oh yeah it's it's about an x-man okay <laughs> <laughs> moving on right right i
4: don't know that, that's the only part of the record to me that little break that's like eh. it just screams ren
2: Faire. like it's, it's just like, oh how they dance. yeah
0: totally <laughs> he was my favorite uh, x-men Nightcrawler. He's an yeah, awesome yeah. character.
2: Yeah, he's an awesome character. Yes. No. There's there's an ex, <laughs> yeah. There's one of the X-Men whose whose job is to be, you know, in the background and unseen. He's like the unnoticeable one, and he he apparently is like in the background of every scene, and that's his his special powers to be, his to blend in and be unrecognized. E- extra guy. Yeah. Extra man.
3: <laughs> <What>? So, <laughs> I've always found him fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the you mentioned the the uh, Renfair thing. Jethro Tull did win an award for best metal album. So. That's right. <laughs>
2: A.
0: <laughs> That's right. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because wasn't it? And Justice for All was up. And, and uh, I may
3: have seen them tour that album. Yeah, it was Jethro, that, Jethro Tull. That is. And time. Jethro
0: Tull got the best heavy metal album. Yeah. Well, I the, mean, the academy. You know, the, the the people that signed the checks have never been known as people who understand anything about music. For sure, yeah. Every Grammy thing, like
4: I stopped watching the Grammys years ago, but when I was little, like like everyone, like yeah. watched a yeah. couple because you didn't know how ridiculous and dumb it was. Yeah, and yeah, I remember seeing stuff like that all the time. You're like, they'd be like, "Best new album," and you're like, "That band has like four other records." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know,
2: like well, yeah, the this? Traveling like, Wilburys were nominated as best new artist. I'm like, um, right, they have about mm-hmm. uh, eighty three <laughs> albums between <laughs> the five of them, uh, yeah, right.
3: <laughs> Well, it's like I'm pretty sure I can. Well, at least back back then, I'm pretty sure I can turn on the radio and figure out who sold the most records this year and what's probably gonna. Right, right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> who's gonna yeah. win this thing? For sure, so, for sure. Yeah, it doesn't mean much, but yeah, excuse it. That's all the music there is, Scott. Don't <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> just these these five I mean, albums. Just buy those. Okay. okay. Don't look what, elsewhere. What
2: about Anvil? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Yeah uh i think this song's about them between the hammer and the anvil
3: Finally heard some bass guitar. There you go, Mm rocking there, motor and eighth notes.
1: But
2: yeah, Yeah, what else can you do? That's that's all the bass. Bass guitar works, right? It's just eighth notes on the root. Sometimes (laughs) Sometimes <laughs> yeah. it's perfect. Hey, you <laughs> can teach your face. kid how that's, to do it. That's, that's, oh my hey, boy, a, yeah. uh,
3: a base hero of mine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Wolfgang
2: Van Halen is your base hero? Uh-huh. There that, you go. Hey. 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 Not cool.
3: I heard Eddie actually plays his parts. Oh,
2: there you go. Well, <laughs> Eddie plays everything for them. <laughs> oh, we'll get to Van Halen 3 soon enough. Don't worry, <laughs> don't worry.
0: But that was, you know, that you know, we were talking to Thor about uh, um, how they take these kind of, Parts of heavy metal and they're reassembling them or, yeah did they just and feature a, Paul Gilbert, Gilbert on, yeah, yeah, yeah. on so the, they, at the top of this right, thing right. So, so you ended up with uh, yeah you know the you know the, the two guitar solos but they're definitely they're definitely you know the techniques of the day that are yes. starting to you know
2: popularize become,
0: you know popularize but they've kept it in a very heavy context case, with like the sweet picking and the tapping and the uh, the harmonic squeals right it's not it's not quite up to the um, who's that uh, who's the who's um, the ozzy guitar player but yeah jack Wild, yeah. he can't make a, every other note is a squeal it seems with him <laughs> a little more cheers yeah so, <laughs> so good it's like, yeah it's like a yeah it's not quite there but right. it's still but it's still that's the goal i think, I yeah, think you mean know, you know, in buchanan yeah right right yeah, yeah. Dude,
4: you, you guys should do that record for another one because that one was way out of left field for for ozzy yeah, yeah. and nothing else he does after that's like yeah. that. nothing else zach wild does like
3: that but um yeah, this is another rocker. They're all just... They're, yeah. They are. I, I I think It's like a haunted house. I mean, if you're 10, yeah.
2: 11, 12, this will scare the shit out of you. And if you're, you know, if you're an adult, adult... you
3: enjoy watching yeah, people it's get a, It's amusing, <laughs> but still Vincent, impressive. Right, right, right. If Vincent Price popped up to do a little bit of voiceover on this thing and a couple of tunes, <laughs> it, would, <laughs> it would fit right in. They're yeah, on yeah on for sure. Both both I think the haunted, haunted house... and Pearl.
4: <laughs> right, right.
3: and, <laughs> <Pearl> and drag, <laughs> yes.
4: The haunted house thing, that's super apt, though, because I... One of the things is that, like the section of that song we just played yeah we heard it was constructed the exact same way as like two songs before where it's like two crazy solos then one guitar. Then the d- second guitar d- 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 comes in, yeah. then the rhythm section comes in, then Halford comes in. Yeah, and so we we get to this point in record and and so many rock records and definitely so many metal records like this. We're like, now we're at the point where they're recycling the tricks. And this isn't yeah. the stuff that got like all the songwriting attention. You know, like, like the songs, def- or this album rather, is definitely front loaded. Yeah. Like all the yeah, best yeah. stuff. Yeah. Is yeah. On if you had
2: cap, it like, like, on vinyl, you only need side A. <laughs> yeah. Like well, and sure. CDs were in motion now in 1990. yeah. They weren't ubiquitous, but they were, you know. Yeah. available.
3: So what would have been the what would have been the the side two opener?
2: I
0: think that might would have. That, I would guess either that or the, the previous song. Well, pain, yeah.
3: painkillers is pretty damn long. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, side two is kind of uh, chaff. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, that is the advantage of vinyl. I mean, you know, you can you can just have one good side and, well, and be, sure, people still have to pay the same amount make, so. make sure right. it's the first song or two on yeah. that side well, uh, well let's see if we can find any grain left in the inside side two what, what else do we have to <laughs> thresh through here a touch of evil oh god which I'm sure is based on the uh, Orson Welles movie <laughs>
0: At the beginning of the song,
2: before right, certainly not a metal song.
0: <laughs> Ooh, we got synth. Well, that's a new. Oh, yeah, man. I think that's actually, the first synth. On, I think two songs ago, I heard a little bit of a synth on the and yeah. uh, they're going in there, but
2: but I think like Turbo was their big synth album, and they yeah. they learned their lesson. And, and who played them? Maybe the bass
3: player. You know, yeah. he had a
2: hand free. Right.
3: This is almost uh Public Image Limited, like late oh, wow, late yeah. Public Image Limited, right? Yeah.
4: Like this song reminds me of something that they wrote specifically for a soundtrack for some
0: movie You know like He's got Rob's got the sleazy vocals going on here
4: Yeah Yeah. This was definitely in like Nightmare on Elm Street 6 or something Or whatever (laughs) was that like Whatever that was You know
2: like Much like comic books horror movies have a lot of Crossover with the metal Oh for sure Demographic
3: I do like that uh, Later in the album even though the songs aren't Quite as carefully crafted, it does leave more space for Rob to kind of stretch out and do his thing. Right. Which is cool, because, I mean, he's one of the best rock singers of all time. Rock or metal or. Dude can sing. Right. This this almost sounds like Rat or something like that. It
4: totally does, yeah.
0: It totally does. So.
4: (laughs) <laughs> I just feel like that's the detour and outlier on this album. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like that track Yeah, is that just felt like, like a
2: uh, yeah, an I, outtake from an earlier album that they needed right. to
3: get the running time up, so I think you you could dump Rob out of here and get uh John Lydon to do drunk karaoke over it and you'd have a pretty good late period Public Image Limited. Song. It would
0: be a better song, I think. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> right. I mean right. just cuz you you need a yeah, you need something yeah, this this I think this is an example where they took a lot of the, uh, you know, the elements, the the tropes of heavy metal and put them together, and it
2: it was yeah alchemy does not work a hundred percent of right, the time exactly, right
0: exactly right yeah they they still ended up with a brick of lead here yeah <laughs> right. It's right. like um. Yeah, and the sense—the sense at the beginning should have been kind of a giveaway. Yeah, they yeah. do
2: feel out of place, but yeah,
0: on this album, yeah. yeah.
2: Although personally, the Judas Priest I like is the cheesy Turbo Lover Judas Priest. So this was my favorite track.
0: Well, see, I haven't, that's I haven't, so I haven't listened. To, yeah, you know that's right. It would probably be better on the, it, on a different album, help right? For <laughs> right,
2: right. Yeah, that stuff. You know? Yeah, well, yeah.
4: I don't know. For me, like sense and heavy music is. There are definitely some <laughs> bands on the scene right now yeah. who can do it and do it right and do it really well. But I feel like a lot of this, and I don't know if I felt like this when I was a kid, but now as an adult going back and listening to a lot, a lot of this 80s and early 90s stuff, the sense almost always ruin it. Like, yeah. It, almost, almost, it almost so, always, so yeah. forced. Like, yeah, it so was so always a time. cash
2: grab. It was never a you know, organic integral part. Well, a lot of times you're Argent.
0: Yeah. A lot of time they're just pads anyway. You know, they're just sort of this, <laughs> yeah, this you know, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're not, they're not like, yeah, they're not carrying the melody. They're no. not establishing. Well, I guess they do establish harmonic content a little bit because they're just sort of, I'm yeah. it. away. I'm rush it. <laughs> but even rush, you know, like rush when, well, it depends on what rush album, but when they first started introducing synths, it was, it was a, it was, uh, you know, whether whether you know you dug it or not. It was they were integral parts
2: of the song. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. No, for yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Sure. It wasn't it uh, ornamentation to right, try and capture yeah. the
3: I'm, commercial
2: I'm, airwaves.
3: You know, huge ELP fan and stuff. but on on like I agree with the 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 idea that uh, in the eighties, particularly late eighties, that synths were used a lot just out of laziness. <laughs> yeah. Um, because, I mean, you look at shit like uh, um, uh, God, Missing Persons or something. That's a synth band. It's fucking awesome. Oh, like, it's yeah, a yeah. great band. Like, it yeah. can... It's no, supposed to be a synth there, band. There's, there's uh, proof from great that, guitar player that time drummer. that proves... You like, can do it. Yeah. yeah like, uh, I mean, any, like, early electro stuff is Yeah, is I was
4: actually thinking, like, to, to the point you made about um, it being, like, it carrying the melody or something. Yeah. yeah. Like, I think an antithesis of this, like, I always think of uh, the first track on the Cure's Disintegration record, "Plain Song. Like, yes. that song can't happen without the synths. Like, yeah. it's just synth and drums and vocals, and that's it. Yeah. And it's a, an amazing song. And they clearly wrote it with that in mind, not like they had this guitar ballad, and were like, it's not
3: pretty enough. Yes. What can we add? <laughs> Plus, you know, if you look at the the Jimi Hendrix of the, the keyboard, Bernie Worrell, throughout the 80s, everything he's playing is on, like, a Juno or just... Like, the stock standard stuff that they thought was cool at the time but now sounds cringingly cheesy that's all he's playing and he was you know very rarely off of the stock you know like programs that would have a you'd recognize it immediately if you played one one note as something cheesy from the 80s but when he plays it it sounds awesome right right. and it and it it's like it might have something to do with musical composition and you know songwriting and, and overall musicality rather than so yeah, like when they pop up on shit like this, it's like ah, kinda lazy. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's like, I mean, there's a there's an acoustic jangly acoustic guitar equivalent of that too. It's like, oh, yeah. ah, there's strum and a G chord. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? like whereas there's a perfectly amazing no, totally. like way to, to play a G chord on an acoustic guitar and just have it full of interesting shit. Right. Or very and, and very sim- to, seamlessly yeah, right. accompanying a good song, but and sometimes you just
0: want that strumminess, but you're doing it intentionally and for a purpose. Yeah. yeah right.
2: Instead of just applying
3: it because, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. This, this seems like let's slap some of that. Let's that That's cheese some, on this burger let's put some more yeah ketchup right. on that burger so what was the album that you liked against <laughs> right. scott it's,
2: it's called turbo
0: turbo i don't think i've ever heard that that has hellbent for leather on it
2: i don't think that no, one's on it but no, the it turbo right. lover is the big single oh, off that turbo and that that is my that is my judas priest jam oh, wow. <laughs> well <laughs> wow. shall we go on That's to alarm, uh,
3: alarm clock in the morning right. the
2: the shortest song on the album i think it's less than a minute the battle hymn yeah which you know feels like the soundtrack to a video game here. There's some bass synth there going on. Yeah. This is mostly just an intro to the next song. Why it got its own track listing running, uh, and number is... Running And maybe a, a matter list. of, uh, you know, you get songwriting royalties for up to 10 songs. So they're like, well, we'll call this two songs. So, we uh,
0: Well, if the second song that it was attached to... Well, I, mean, I guess you're right. It doesn't matter, right?
2: Yeah. Because, yeah, this is just, you know...
0: I'm going to say, like, Queen always gets... Kind of double royalties for We Will Rock You and We Are the Champions because the DJ can
3: never stop the thing in time. Yes. Now, that's some good thinking. (laughs) You know, if they... I'm sure there's perfectly uh, equitable accounting involved in...
2: Oh, uh, yeah. All of... Right. I mean, if you turn Uncle Albert and Admiral Halsey into, you know, three separate songwriting compositions then you get right. more royalties that way. But uh I, so, I,
4: I feel like intros like that, like Battleham is it's totally like they had the other song. Yeah. And somebody had another idea that they really wanted in that song, but they got voted down and then everyone else was like, well, you know, dude, you why don't we do just do a yeah, let let's just separate make that little thing on <laughs> YouTube? Yeah,
2: right? Like, kind of like the piano at the end of Layla by Derek and the Donald. Right. So that really should have been two songs, but we're like, yeah well, you know, we got this piece, we'll toss it on there.
0: Right. And you know the when you're on heroin, it's kind of nice to have that long, <laughs> a little time out, outro, you know. Yeah. But, um, but uh, they, uh, um, yeah, not that we don't support the use of heroin. There's um, <laughs> um, th- th- this particular. Well, first of all, what's a hymn?
2: I I think a hymn as a, a song. Yeah, a song, usually a religious song or a song of praise. But I mean, there's or, the right. battle hymn of the republic, and this is the battle hymn of. I don't know. Hell patrol. Yeah, so it's exactly. about
0: going, like going, yeah. So going yeah. off to war. Or something yeah. Like which I think
2: blends into the theme of the next song, which kind I'm of feels like it. a,
0: it didn't, it didn't feel like it was some, even that, like you were saying, you know, like, like there's something else going on that it, it, it didn't seem to have enough character
3: of its own. Yeah. Not at yeah. all. To kind of warrant a
2: separateness. A separateness. Yeah, yeah. Not at all.
3: In, increasing the, uh, the feeling that everything on this, second side of the record is half-baked yeah, yeah like they need we it. had
2: a great half of a record this we slide,
3: wanted to put it out it
2: has to be a 40 minute record well they Uh-oh. had that trial There's like a bunch of other yeah.
3: shit we mostly finished
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe if they didn't have the trial they could have worked on this more or maybe they wanted to get it out while people were still talking like 80, about them thanks to the trial 85 percent
3: done.
0: mostly finished. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: totally. but i think this next track one shot at glory is almost like a, a military recruitment commercial <laughs> right and it yeah. clocks in at almost seven minutes maybe that yeah. was part of it too is we can't have an eight minute song cut a minute off and call it something else right do you right. think
3: the battle hymn could have gone at the top of the record right in front of That's a, I, I think it could have gone at the top of the side yeah like, yeah like for sure like it, and
4: it actually would have been more palatable probably palatable probably if it was separated yeah, yeah.
3: um it's, it's like one of those hard hard reset kind of yeah it really really it's like, is like we're gonna be on to something different shit <laughs> right right but again the,
4: like the song that comes after it, that it's supposedly setting up doesn't need it No. Yeah. at all it's, it's, like, got, it's got plenty, got plenty going on yeah like oh yeah like this would have been fine
2: Where's that bass guitar again. A what guitar? I've never heard of such a thing.
3: Is it just like drop D tuning? I don't know. If maybe there's probably some drop D stuff on this, but I think they're. I always assumed all this stuff was standard tuning. Yeah, honestly. I think it's standard or maybe half step down. Yeah.
4: I can imagine this being. St- the the yeah. half step down was super big in like 90 and 91 and yeah. 92. Like-
3: For Rob, maybe a half step up.
0: Yeah. All right. Yeah!
3: <laughs> <laughs> Is he uh, Floyd. Glenn was Floyd Rose or, or Collar? Ooh.
0: It's hard to say, I don't know what they were playing at this time.
3: I know KK at least played a flying V. Yeah, didn't he have, he had like a custom shape flying V thing, right? Or was that Glenn? One of them had a a destroyer-y kind of thing that was custom made for him that was... Right. I think Glenn uh, was more like a strat player or something. Okay. So maybe it was KK that had the...
2: the weird custom one. Right. Oh, there you go that is in fact technically the last song on the album if you bought it on oh it, yeah, the final. Yeah, yeah, yeah so i mean it's a good finale i mean you couldn't really put it anywhere else on the album
4: you couldn't it, 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 and i think that that's appropriate it was clearly 80 percent written <laughs> yeah <laughs> so, so, to so that be was that the, specifically that was like we need a strong closer guys yeah, what so, do you got what do you got that you know. was the
0: last song on the original album yeah
2: right. okay. yeah and it's, they, a, it's a, a good last song of, yep. yeah live takes or bonus tracks after there but that is the album, in essence, um,
3: it it contains a lot of good uh, uh, summation of uh, what, yeah. what
4: came before. It's very much the epilogue. It very yeah. much like recaps all the tricks, yeah. That were so pulled if, out for the record. Like,
3: it's the clip show, of, <laughs> right? Right. Hey, remember when we did this right. a couple of songs ago? <laughs> right.
0: That was fun. So, so I wonder. So, so, there's another song in there. <laughs> Was that was it maybe added later or was it yeah. was it there part of the CD, original CD release? Because I remember that sometimes they would do that. If you yeah, get the CDs, CD, you'll get an a yeah. And not
2: just bonus tracks at the end, but they'd be like mixed in, which yeah. was right. infuriating because
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure the artists didn't have any deliberate intent with that stuff yeah. before. No. It's right. fine uh, there's
2: too. a couple of albums that I first bought on cassette, and in order to have the sides of the cassette be equal, they would rearrange the song. Right order completely. Like, my version of Revolver is all sorts of jacked up, I think. You know, it goes from She Said to Tomorrow Never Knows at the end, and it's just... Yeah. But... Yeah. Can you hear a lot of Beatles influence in this one? They're playing guitars.
0: <laughs>
2: they are British. They are no. British. No. It was part of the new wave of heavy metal British invasion, so there you go. <laughs> they're the... The original new wave of Yes. British metal invasion. Yes. <laughs> is yeah. <that> UK.
0: <laughs> yeah. So for me, for me, just as as not a, uh, n- you know, like I said, I always liked I always liked the idea of Judas Priest. Never really got into him. Yeah. If I had if I had heard this the first time, I would be like, this is this band is just awesome.
3: Yeah, for sure. And then you would have been disappointed. By <laughs> yeah. And you would have found the one or two other things that are, right. Right, are right, yeah. comparable to this, and then right been yeah Let down, right, for sure. <laughs> but I think my
4: experience with them was closer to what you're saying because I, like as a kid, I was aware of them, yeah, you know, and I knew that, like, like, I always I always remember that this one babysitter I had and she was so rad. and she would play us like, Maiden and Slayer and all this stuff and I was like I loved it and I yeah. knew my parents would hate it and I knew it was all Supposed to be unholy so I was like afraid of the fact that I liked it Yeah, 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 but, yeah, like, yeah. you know, but like I remember her playing this stuff and I was just like I, I didn't I knew that I liked it But I didn't know why and I, didn't, I was too young to really go in depth on it. Yeah, so when this record came out or rather When I finally listened to it after it came out and I think I, I was the very beginning of high school for me and it was like I was like, "Oh my God! How did I? How have I been sleeping on Judas Priest? This is so ill!" And then I went back and listened to the old stuff. I'm like, "Oh no, <laughs> this <laughs> is not the same band at all. No. What happened here?" Like, so so it's interesting because then to me, I had to grow. I had to actively put effort into appreciating the older stuff. Yeah. And then, like we were talking before we started recording, that's why I landed on like there's like two other albums before this that I can actually fuck hang right. with. Yeah, yeah. And, they, you exactly. know, and
0: they have a huge fan base, so it's not like like yeah. Um,
2: They're not a cult band.
0: They're not anvil. So I always felt like I was missing something. You know, like like why? Why do I not? Well, I wonder if all the people
2: who liked Priest before this were just waiting for them to get to this, or whether they were disappointed when this came out.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's a good question.
2: Because if you liked, I
4: bet it was pretty polarizing. Yeah,
2: yeah, I could see that, and you know, the fact that it also, you know, effectively ended the band for. I mean, I don't think. Halford came back and recorded with them until, like, 2008, so, you know. Um, I think it was, like, I, I think it was, like, 2000. You're yeah. not,
4: you're you're close. Yeah, yeah. A, a extended yeah. period. It, yeah. This was
2: it, unless you were okay with Ripper for Dude, that, was, Priest. Literally Priest. The so, I mean, you of know. The
0: world. <laughs> that music's so bad. Yeah.
2: It'd be, like, you know, <laughs> like, the Beach Boys breaking and he was, up right like, after Pet Sounds. You're like right. the,
0: like the, the Hollywood ripoff, he was, he was actually in a, tribute band well that's a good uh, way to learn how to right? sing and, and, another and, uh, band's songs and well on that too it's like you know you have to think of think of that as, it's well I mean you can have obscure tribute bands but most tribute bands they give tribute to a band
3: that's popular yeah <laughs> they're gonna draw a crowd right yeah you're not gonna be a yeah I, I think that uh, Shag's tribute band right. <laughs> I, I think that Priest just toured like crazy for a long time too that's a piece of their popularity that we're maybe not not hitting on is that yeah. I, they played out they, mm-hmm. you know, they were on the road so they yeah. have that in common if, if, with like Iron Maiden yeah, oh, Man, for sure. Or, or yeah. Kiss. You know, it's Kiss, like yeah. Kiss toured the to hell Long up. after the The, the record Kiss, sales the, dried yeah, up. Yeah, it's like they haven't put out a good record in years but it's like they were on tour you could see them and they were going to do all the old shit that you liked that you knew was great. Yeah,
4: Well, and that's a really good point because again the industry was different at that time. So think about like what album cycles looked like in the 80s and 90s. It, yeah. was, it was you spent whatever 10 months recording you know, yeah. you released the record
2: and then you toured for like two years. Yeah. Yes. It was yeah. a yeah. world tour, right. tour that yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. They haven't put a good album out since Music from the Elder.
2: Yeah, right. Kiss. Uh, no, not so much.
0: I don't think Kiss has ever put out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I am just a boy. I really,
0: really <laughs> like their their first album. I right, think a I, Kiss I for I me is the, to what you were saying. Lot, like
4: yeah. I am missing something. I don't, I yeah, like their the, personalities. Uh, is like like every interview or anything I've ever. Gene with, with Simmons with is well, it, the worst. It's hard ever.
0: not to be jaded by the commercialism of yeah that, like it's know.
4: such blatant capitalism like like even more so than everything else in the record industry you know and like which yeah. is
0: impressive and they're
2: not <laughs> hiding it they're not yeah. even trying to
0: hide it they're the, c- the people that gave their band character like musical character you know are not in the band anymore and no. they right. just callously replace them with these you know anyone can wear the makeup right Right. anyone can. Right. you know so it's like yeah it's, it's awful
4: yeah but definitely that's a band to your point yeah. earlier where like People love them. I, I'm missing something because for me, I don't get it. I do oh, not understand. Well, what I, the I got of, I got into
0: like. them when I was uh, in elementary school. Well, yeah, much like a haunted it. house. It's yeah.
2: scary if you're ten to twelve. But it's, right. It, it, right,
0: exactly. It's 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 what you were saying earlier, Mike. Is that that I liked them because it made me feel like I was doing something wrong? Right, right. And this is we're, naughty. Like, I'm getting <laughs> away with sure. something yeah, yeah. for sure.
2: And that that I think is why heavy metal tends to appeal first to people in that age group people don't get right. into heavy metal in their 30s but then once you get <laughs> either got into it at Twelve, or you missed it completely. Right, but once it gets into action figures, you know, like any That's of that, exactly. that. Seriously, though. Yeah,
0: seriously, yeah, 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 it's like cartoons, cartoons and lunch right, right. boxes. All, all yeah, of any... the all of that feeling of if you know
2: scary and naughtiness speed,
3: right, is is just gone. Yeah, right.
2: then you're just watching cartoons. Right I'm, right. I'm
3: playing with my Rob Halford on a on a Harley action figure.
0: See, it does kind of come around at a, sort, a certain point. It just a action figure. you know. Like I would I would be okay with. With owning a Rob Helford action figure on a motorcycle. there There's some
4: bands that I could hang with. <laughs> right. But but I mean I, I feel like even that though, like it wouldn't be like a fully posable, like it'd be like right, a right. uh, Tom yeah. McFarlane, you yeah. know. Yeah. Like, yeah, where yeah, you'd yeah. be like, all right, yeah, I'm gonna put yeah. I'm gonna put that up there with my Negan character. You know, yeah, like on this the shelf is going and, in a
2: glass case. I'm yeah, not exactly be playing uh, with I'm this totally in a okay
3: sandbox. With that. You know? <laughs> like, my Danzig action figure beat up <laughs> your Rob <know>? Helfer <laughs> <laughs> action figure.
2: Right. Oh my god right <laughs> <laughs> well is there anything else we need to discuss on this album um you may have heard the thunder roll in the background yeah, exactly. if you got good
0: by the speakers. way the, the british steel album that cover always scared me yeah yeah
3: that's for sure
2: the, well that was a lot of what made metal scary was those album covers and i mean even this one as cheesy and silly as it is you know again if you were yeah. 10 to 12 that would have Moving into megadeth territory. That, there you yeah, go. Yeah, shark sure. sandwich. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
3: Cover right. really. Uh, <laughs> right.
2: Intravenous to <laughs> Milo. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You can't print that. Yeah. yeah.
4: Can't really dust for vomit. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it's, I, I mean, I, I, and again, thank you guys so much for, for inviting me back. It, this is... You know, when we say the last thing to like the last thoughts on this, it's interesting because when we when I was on before and you guys had me talk us talking about the Lou Reed record, yeah. Like it was an interesting like challenge. It was an
2: experience. Right. But yeah. it
4: wasn't like a rad record. Like no. whereas this is interesting because again, true to the theme, like it's it's something totally different, but to me it's it's priest's
2: crown jewel. Yeah. Like
4: far and away on either side, no matter what yeah. you
2: book it. Well, you yeah. you can't do your best work unless you're doing something different than you've always done. Right. Otherwise, it'll just be another one of your average works. And, you know, ACDC has proven you can do that for a long, long time. For a very long time, yeah. But, you know, it may not be the most exciting discography to sit through. You just need a compilation of ACDC. But (laughs) for Judas Priest, I'm almost thinking that you'd rather have Painkiller than a Greatest Hits from the... Oh, yeah. For
3: sure. Well, and this thing is also a a Rosetta Stone of 80s metal. Right. like It really is. Like, this is... Just as, a, yeah. as as a marker in, in right. where things were at, this is a, a a fantastic reference point.
4: Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think that's a great way to put it. Like, if someone asked me to play my favorite Judas Priest stuff, most of it would be on this record. Yeah, you know, it's the same way. Like, I had one person ask me, like, what what is, and it's wild to hear people's different. Uh, answers to this but like someone asked me once what did i think like the quintessential metal song was like if there's one that defined it and for me it's master of puppets like i think that covers every single possible base but but to that end like with this if someone was like oh well make me a priest playlist i'd be like nah listen to painkiller you're done (laughs) that's
3: good enough it's good
2: (laughs) well there you go i guess that'll wrap it up for this week um we, this will be dropping, I think, August 3rd. Do you have any okay. gigs coming up? or?
4: Yeah, so um, I play uh, bass in Fathers here in Denver, and it's a, kind of a post-hardcore, hardcore, some flourishes of metal. Yeah, um, yeah so in August, actually, uh, two cool things going on. We're going to be playing the 17th up in Fort Collins for New Worst Fest, cool. which is a uh, all-day festival uh, for charity. Um, it's gonna be us, MF ruckus. I am the owl and then a bunch of other uh, cool fort bands. Um, but then the 30th and 31st, um, for anyone in Denver, in Denver where pl- fathers is playing, uh, this thing called golden haze fest, which is going to be rad. It's, it's a bunch of great local stuff like, uh, fathers, Abrams, muscle beach, uh, lost relics. Oh my God. Just tons of bands. Um, uh, ma- uh, matriarch, um, and a, uh, a bunch of other awesome, awesome local bands. Um, yeah. But then uh, Horrors is coming in from Atlanta, Yawning Man, um, I want to say Black Cobra, um, Errata. Uh, there you go. Yeah, like some really, really cool so stuff. So get hydrated and,
2: and clear your calendar. Yeah, and, and it's out in Golden. It's at
4: uh, a place that normally does like country. It's like the Buffalo Rose or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've yeah, been yeah. there yeah. once or twice. I've played there. Yeah, so I've never played there. So yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's two days. I two they days. did it. Okay. Yeah, should yeah. be no,
2: definitely. If be you're awesome. in town or close enough to get to Golden to go to that, yeah, 30th and, you know, 31st. pack a lunch and you'll be there a while. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no, man. awesome. Thank you guys very much for having oh, me. it. No, no, sure. thank oh, you. Yeah, and absolutely. um, oh, yeah. I guess that'll do it for us. Uh, you know, we're on Stitcher, we're on Apple Podcasts, we're on iTunes, we're on uh, stuff. We have you know an email address, detours and outliers at gmail.com If you wanna email us with any other suggestions um anything else we want to plug okay um this has been scott livingston logan renard matthew Moore. and tune in next week when we try and figure out who this is